Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a More Than Just Podcast production. So hey everybody, welcome to episode 367 of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitra. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined by Daniela Vajan in Toronto, Ontario as well. And we could have done this in person, but you know, oh well. We probably we probably live like down the street from each other or something, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> probably crazy what part of toronto are you in actually i'm uh, at the intersection of 401 and 404 oh you're way way yeah, up there, way up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah markham is that markham no it's yeah, okay. it's it's close to north york but it's still toronto actually <laughs> okay yeah For, but uh, a little bit far away cool yeah i used to work up that way when back in back in the early days long before ios and all that kind of stuff but yeah but ancient history um <laughs> Yeah, cool. So, and so I was just saying before that uh, I first found out about you, I met you actually through uh, Ray Winderlich's Discord before it was called Codico. Um, a couple of years ago, I guess you joined the team um, yeah. as a writer. 2020. Right? And, 2020, yeah. And and so I, I was also looking on, on the site and you were one of the bootcamp students as well? Yeah, the first bootcamp that they had uh, during COVID, those community care events, I was one of the students, was lucky enough to get in that. Yeah, and so did you? Were you doing any iOS or any kind of mobile development at that time? Or I was just starting out. I graduated end of 2019, and when the bootcamp started, I was probably about six six months into learning iOS development. Yeah, you graduated from. Yeah, what I graduated kind of in uh, Croatia, uh, computer science. Oh, yeah. Oh, computer science. Okay, so yeah, cause I, I heard I heard you had started as a civil engineer initially, but did yeah. you change careers at some point? Or yeah, I pretty much completely uh, made like a three sixty turn. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a I do have a civil engineering degree, and I worked oh, really? as a civil engineer for about two years. Did not like it. Yeah, and then just decided to go back to school and get a computer science degree, and that's how it all started. So how many? So how many years to study to be a, a civil engineer? Is that like three, four years? So I have a bachelor's degree, so it's three years. Uh, okay, and then and then the computer science was another couple of years. Another or? three years. 
Another three years. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then and and you did that all in Croatia, and then you came here, and yeah. and and so how did you how did you find that benefited you when you did the Ray Wonderlick boot camp? Like, did you find you had a better start? Definitely. I I think the one of the biggest benefits that I've seen is I was learning pretty much on my own. I mean, I. I did get a, like a degree, but I did not learn iOS development in university. That was completely uh, just me learning on my own. And I was building like some sample apps, just learning basics. And then the bootcamp pretty much filled me in with some of the things that I kind of missed. And it was also nice to get a mentor and ask questions, uh, questions that I otherwise would have been able to ask someone else. At that time, I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on any social media. I was learning on my own. I didn't know anyone. I was new to Canada. Uh, I didn't know any iOS developers. And that kind of introduced me to a lot of people, community, and it was awesome. Yeah, I reached out to you because I think, you know, there's a few of us on the team, um, like used to only be four of us Canadians on the Ray Wernlerk team. You know, Greg Heal was one, and now he's down in California. He works yeah. for Apple. Um, and then... Um, there's a one, one of them is at, at Facebook now. Uh, Calvin used to be, he's the, an, the uh, algorithm guy. He used to be out in Vancouver, but now he lives here in Toronto and, and works at Instacart. Um, but yeah, it was, there wasn't that very many of us. And, and over time, like when I joined the Ray Wernick team, there were like 150 developers worldwide, oh. but only four of us were Canadian. Actually, no, that's true. Chris, you know, uh, Chris, um, oh man. The only Chris I know is Chris Bellinger, Bellinger. Belanger. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Chris Belanger. Yeah, well, it's Bellinger. Yeah, Bellinger is how the Americans say it, but <laughs> Belanger is is how we uh, ca- Canadians... So you have to learn to say Belanger. Belanger. <laughs> Although he probably says Bellinger, too. I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, he's my he was my favorite editor until I started working with Tammy. But, you know, uh, Tammy was one of... And Tammy Corrin used to be an editor at, at Codeco... Raverlick and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever I wrote articles, I was I, they, I was back in the day. They had like an article team, and so I would write about conferences and stuff like that. And you know, usually I'd do like a w, WDC, and then I have to turn it around really quick. Yeah. So Chris was always like ready to start doing the <laughs> editing, and and it's amazing. I think I, I read in your blog that um, you were talking about writing, and it's amazing how much they change your. Writing when you when you sub things of Ray Wonderlick, they make it so much better, sound so much better. Yeah. They make me sound a lot younger than I am, <laughs> which I find really it's funny to me, right? You know, like I would never have said that, like, you know. But anyway, it's it's an interesting interesting experience, right? So, so how did you? So when did you go? You went from boot camp to pretty much like a writer at the team pretty <laughs> yeah. quickly, right? Kind of when I when I graduated from the boot camp, I graduated one of the top five students. Uh, and then oh, nice. my mentors Congratulations. <laughs> and then my mentors recommended me to become part of the Ray Vendelich team. Oh cool. Uh, yeah and I had a chat with Ray. Uh, I think they had like a few positions open up for like a tech editor, um someone mm-hmm. who'd be responsible for the algorithms, uh and uh, Discord moderators and article authors, and I, to be honest, I never like, I never probably would have applied on my own if he didn't reach out to me. And I was like, oh, nice. yeah. do I want to do it? Do I not like, okay, you know, let's try, let's try to become an article author out of everything. <laughs> and at a time, I wasn't working professionally. Actually, I had no professional experience as an iOS developer. Pretty much everything I knew, I learned my own end on the bootcamp, and yeah, I, I tried, I passed, and here I am. <laughs> 
But you did you did work professionally because I think you were working here in, in for a company in Canada, yeah, right? Yeah, I started working um, at Deloitte uh, in in November, uh, and at that time I was still like in a tryout for writing at uh, at Revenue Codeco. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and so the Deloitte gig was you were a junior iOS engineer or a developer? Yeah, yeah, uh, junior iOS developer. That was my first. What job. kind of apps did you work on there? I work for a client project. Uh, I don't know if I can say. But, uh, no, you probably yeah. can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I worked uh, on, a, on a big client project. I I was like the only developer apart from a manager, uh, and oh, I cool. learned quite a lot there. It was it pretty much threw me on this legacy code, and I was like had to pretty much learn. Was it like Objective C as well as Swift? They had a lot and... of Objective C, but it was UIKit. It was storyboards. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun. I learned a lot. And were you like had you had studied like Swift UI in in, in the boot camp or were you ready for UI kit or Yeah, that that boot camp was pretty much all UI kit at that time. Uh we did have like one session about Swift UI just learning the basics, but I did not know Swift UI at the time. I was still learning it, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll let you in a little secret. I mean, um when I, I think when most of us started in, in iOS, uh, the, you described exactly how we all got going with it, too. We just sort of had an idea, wanted to build an app, and then dove in. And, and there wasn't, you know, in the early days, there wasn't much documentation. There was some, but we were trying to, you were reading like Daniel Steinberg or, you know, Ray Winterlake was a place where a lot of us went to, to learn. And that's how we all met Ray in the, in the beginning, in the early days, back when the dinosaurs ruled the earth, right? <laughs> but, um, and and it's it's true to this day. I mean, I think you know I'm a senior engineering manager, and you know I've worked as a senior engineer, and I can tell you that the longer you work at this stuff, the less you seem to know, you know, because because I mean Apple changes the frameworks, things get simpler. I mean, there's lots of cool things coming out this this uh, last couple of weeks from WWC, but. You know, there's still some mysteries, right? And there's still a lot of legacy code out there. Yeah. I'm lucky I work in a company now where it's, where it's uh, all Swift, and, and they've already cleaned out all the Objective-C, so even though they did have originally a lot there. So, and now you're at the score, I think, right? Yes, now I'm at the score, just uh, two months in. So are you, and how are you liking that? I really like it. Uh, I, I just say if I'm learning a lot, then it's, it's going pretty well because... I'm doing a lot of things, uh, learning a lot, so it's it's pretty cool. It's yeah. hard, but it's cool. Is it is an entry level position or junior position or intermediate, intermediate developer? Yeah. Where do you? Yeah. yeah, cool. And is that how you you applied at that level after a couple of years at Deloitte? Or? Well, uh, I worked at Deloitte for about a year and two months, and then mm-hmm. I switched. I worked for Ballis uh, before I worked at Score. Oh, Ballis, yeah, right? Ballis, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I've been there for about a year and three months, and then just recently switched to Score. Yeah, yeah. I've had about. A Two and a half years of professional work experience. Sure. Yeah, I'd make you an intermediate. Once you get once you get three, you can start thinking about calling yourself senior. <laughs> oh, in ten years. <laughs> no, no, three, three, three to five years is where you where you get to be the the senior person. So. Yeah. So and so we were talking about as well. So I'm curious what you saw at WWDC recently, and what did you think about it? Like, what do you what's exciting about what you've seen so far? Oh, there are a lot of things. Uh, I think I got very excited when they announced uh, Swift Data. Uh, <laughs> I was, we were watching uh, the WWDC uh, keynote and the State of the Union um, in in the office, and I was like, oh, finally, when they announced it, it was that's really cool. Uh, really like that because it's gonna make it much easier to work with Core Data. Um, have you worked with Core Data already? Or? I have a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then a lot of quality of life improvements. 
like the string catalog. It's pretty cool uh, in Xcode uh, 15, and then macros also. Uh, that that's that's a really cool new thing, and yeah, just uh, a lot of Xcode improvements. Um, I don't know, Tipkit is really cool. Yeah, there there are a lot of <laughs> small things that's gonna gonna be quite exciting to work with. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was playing with, um, I was writing some apps the other day. Like I was writing a Swift, Swift Data app as my as my side project, and and I, I don't know. I was like, right clicked on something, and it said, "Add documentation." I went, "Okay," <laughs> and it it literally stubbed out the documentation, just like you see on Apple, of my classes that I had just written like maybe half an hour before, and it was amazing. Like, oh, okay, now I can go through and flush that out, and so that was kind of a really interesting, um, interesting, you know thing that they've added with doxy i think i mean my friend marin worked on doxy when he was at apple and and uh he was pretty excited about it but i think that um um i didn't really get the gist of it i thought it was for package manager documentation or something. i didn't realize it would actually help us write documentation for our own apps so that oh, was okay. kind of cool. Oh, cool and that's 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 an ios or, uh xcode 17 what are we xcode 15 ios 17 yeah <laughs> it's hard to keep up it's been a long time I'm pretty cool, and uh, I think I think you just went to um, Swift. Uh, you wrote an article on um, Deep Dish Swift in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So how was how was that? How was it nice? How nice was it to be back in person with people? Or have you been to many conferences in the last couple of years? I've been actually. Uh, I've been to the first edition of Swift Leads in 2021. Uh, that was very interesting because it was kind of still during COVID. Um, and then uh, I've been to Singapore this year. Uh, I was going to Singapore. That was that was really nice. Um, and then Chicago. And then I've been to Amsterdam to do iOS as well last year. Yeah, quite quite a few conferences already. Well, but traveling it, around. Yeah, the first time on, on, on this continent, I would say, <laughs> in North America. So that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think other than WWDC last year, they really... Oh, no, we had 360i dev was, was in person this year in, in August of last year. But I think... But, yeah, that's... There's no more 360i dev. Yeah. So we need to fill the gap with something. Um, unfortunately, Deep Sweet Dish has come along. And thankfully, uh, SwiftTO is coming back as well, right, yeah. this year. And so what... You're going to be speaking at SwiftTO. You're one of the selected speakers already. Yeah. Any any sort of idea what you're going to talk about? Or is it going to... Has it changed because of WWC or... No, I, I'm going to give uh, the same talk I gave at Deep Dish Swift. Uh, it's going to make it a little bit easier on me uh, because it takes a lot of time to write, uh, to do a talk. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that, I think the talk went pretty, get, went pretty great. So I'm going to be speaking about Swift algorithms. So I think it's going to be... Oh, okay, cool. So are you not, are you have you taken over the algorithm group over at Codeco now or no. <laughs> are you just part of it? No, you take. I mean, there's only so many hours <laughs> in the day. Yeah, is Matai still involved in the algorithm group? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. You don't know that name? Yeah, okay, no. he's one of the old one of the old old guard from. So many uh, people now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's quite. It's grown quite a bit. I mean, like since uh, since I since the last time I I mean last time we had a code um, what was it called. Um, RW DevCon, we had like a couple of in how in person conferences. I think the last one was twenty seventeen, something like that. But it was good to get everybody together and, and they really put on a good show. Uh, it's, that would it's be nice. Competes with WDB. It would be nice yeah. to bring those back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what the direction of the company yeah. is right now, but I'm just a and a tech editor over there now these days, right? So <laughs> So yeah, just part of the part of the 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 process I have here. Well, well, let's let's actually before we get too far with that, I just I'm curious. I always ask people on the show 
Um, can you tell me a little bit? I, we talked a little bit about how you got interested in, in coding, but how did you get to? How about computers? Like, did that was computers a part of your life, your whole life? Have you done any gaming, anything like that? Yeah, I was. I was always a gamer. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, how I. The only thing I've done with computers. Uh, well, I mean, I started gaming with on consoles, uh, uh, Nintendo sixty four, and then PlayStation one, and then. Uh, now switch these days uh and then yeah gaming some pc gaming uh i was always like i was doing a little bit of linux as well uh trying to make my own arch linux and <laughs> things like that. that 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 was quite interesting i found that always interesting but i didn't really it's oh i say this it's i got into programming quite late uh i wasn't i don't know just was not introduced to it. I did not have it in school at all. I did not have it in my civil engineering university at all. So I, I wish it happened sooner, but it did not. So I think it was your husband. You said that 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 got you started. Like it was his idea. Yeah, right? it was. Uh, he he works uh, at Twilio. Uh, he's a solution architect there. Um, and yeah, he's the one who saw me uh, not happy uh, being a civil engineer, and he just told me, you know, why don't you just try this? Uh, and I tried programming. I, I mean, first first thing that I tried was to build a simple website in HTML and CSS. Uh, it's not really programming, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the yeah. start. It's a start. A lot of us start yeah, there. Yeah, but I yeah. loved it, so that's that's how I started. <laughs> that was interesting. But I was curious too. Like, so I I'm a WordPress. I don't know if I could say guru, but I've been using WordPress a lot. I've written my own, I've written uh, themes, I've written plugins. I mean, I just was updating my own MTJC uh, website recently and writing some plugins for that. Um, and I was reading your article and, and you were talking about how you're using Swift to publish your current blog, right? And I think one of the comments you made in the article I read was that you were thinking about switching to WordPress. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you know, um, I'm actually in the process of switching my uh, some of my sites over to Jekyll, right? Because because yeah. uh, the problem with WordPress is it's been around so long that it's just a target for for hackers, and and you know you have to run so many protections on it. And it was nice, uh, convenient tool to get you know your your blog together. You know, I can set my sister up with a website. You know, in fact, all of my sisters have been set up with websites and you know, family members and stuff like that. And, and I host them and I you know, manage them and I, you know, but they need me to be a watchdog. Right. Um, and I've probably got, you know, at one point I had like 200 WordPress sites that I was oh. basically managing. So you can imagine all the, all the email notifications I get saying this has been updated, that's been updated. And it's just, it's gotten, like I started, um, like recently, my own blog, itguy.com, I've, I've, one of the tricks is to move it for away from the default folders that sort of keeps them at bay for a while. They're like, they're like zombies. They will find your web, your blog, right? <laughs> and they will find your admin <laughs> section. And so, which is why I'm thinking like, you know, why am I killing myself? I should just go and learn Jekyll or something like that. I, I published this site to, to GitHub and just, you know, put the pages up there. And I'm already using Git all the time for my work anyway. So, you know, I start, I made a profile page. So that's, uh, so I'm curious as to why or how, or you got to the point where you thought you would use Swift to build your site and what you've learned from that and why everybody should do that if they yeah, are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I was like, I feel like we developers like to make our life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just true. you know dabble with things uh it takes 
it took me like five, four or five months to to have my website uh, up and ready, you know, uh, with WordPress, I'd probably be much uh, faster. But it was, I mean, I really enjoyed working with uh, with Publish uh, and building my website in Xcode. It was quite a tedious process. Um, I had to figure all a lot of things on my own, um, but uh, I really liked it. I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah, I did say that I was thinking of moving to like WordPress, maybe something else, just because of ease of access, like ease of uh, installing some plugins, adding some things that I don't have to spend, you know, another month I would <laughs> working. Uh, For developing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, the amount of time I spend like uh, working on it, uh, it's quite a lot. But it's, it's, it's not that hard to, I guess... Uh, once you have the website up and running, it's it's running. You don't have to like worry about it a lot. Well, I'm curious. About, I'm curious about the. You you mentioned using Xcode to build the site. So how how do you build it? Do you make a project and like what do you choose for, or are you just using Xcode as your editor kind of thing? Yeah, Xcode is pretty much your editor. Uh, publishes just a, like a, a Swift package. Uh, you add it through Swift Package Manager. Uh, it generates uh, some basic. Um, it's using like a plot. Uh, it, it pretty much uh, converts your your Swift code into HTML. Um, there's a CSS file, so you should still you you still have to know CSS because you have to write uh, your own CSS. But still, uh, you write I don't know a paragraph is a paragraph, uh, and it looks just like Swift UI. Uh, John Sundell uh, he created Publish. He made sure it's it's familiar to developers who already know Swift. So it's it's pretty cool. I really like. It. And do you do you like just publish the? Does it create a HTML folder and that's what you publish to your to your site or? Yeah, it, it has a when you run the build uh, in Xcode, it uh, creates mm-hmm. um, all of the. It goes through all the publishing uh, steps and just creates uh, HTML and CSS and everything for you. And uh, you can just uh, open a local host. Um, it's already built into Publish and just see how your website looks like before you mm-hmm. uh, publish it. So I don't know, like GitHub pages or. Uh, Whatever host you're using, right? And you just so you just push it up there and and like commit it basically, right? Yeah, there's a command line publish deploy, and it just uh, it has a step for GitHub, so it's pretty. So when you write a blog entry, are you just writing that one particular blog entry, and then it gets added to the to the flow of the pages, or? So I do everything manually still. Uh, you just have to run uh, once you have the. I don't know. I add a markdown file and then recreate the build uh, in Xcode so it adds that uh, article in HTML and in inside mm-hmm. map. It generates everything and then I can just hit uh, publish deploy and it automatically gets automatically gets uh, published to GitHub pages. And does it deal with like navigation as well? Like if you like does it have like a feed page where you see like a, a small um what do you call it? Uh, like a little portion of the story or whatever, and then you click on that and it goes into the full page article, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has all of that. Does it add it to the top of the feed, or do you have to manually add it to the top of the feed yourself? Uh, it adds it uh, automatically to the top of the field. That's it's handled. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's similar to how Jekyll kind of does it too. Like you, there's a folder, and it's using. Um, What's the word? It's like a RESTful API in a sense that, you know, like it'll have a 2023 folder and then it'll say June and then it'll say 13th, like today's June 13th. And then it will be whatever the name of the the post is, .html. And then, so you just, every time you just go to publish, you just 
write that one blog and then it just gets added and it automatically Jekyll handles navigation and all that kind of stuff. And you have to write the theme like the, the I've been playing around with it a little bit. You can actually export a WordPress site. Just, you just publish it as a static site, but, um, yeah, but using a Jekyll theme, you can actually very similar to what you're describing, but it's not using, I think it's Ruby, not, uh, not Swift. Right. So, but it's not, it's not, I don't think it's super, I haven't found it like super challenging to get, something going but i just again like you said i have to do the style yeah. and <laughs> everything like that and that's that's the part that that um i i have to get yeah once you yeah once you get it running it's it's all there you're good i mean it's the same thing with wordpress i mean with wordpress you either buy a theme or you make your own theme um and then if you have to change things like i always do custom uh plugins and custom posts when I do like if I'm like I have a section of my site where I've got all the apps that I've worked on so I had to write a custom plugin to handle each one of those as a separate post right with a link to the app store and all that kind of stuff so and actually one of my apps um device tracker the website there is just a theme that I bought you know just put I upload the images from the from the like I made screenshots and things like that and there's like dummy dummy iPhones and I just push stuff up there and I get my reviews from, you know, from iTunes and I just put them in as posts. Right. So that was, that was a pretty, yeah. And so, you know, so I don't really, that one, I don't really update, but that's, you know, that's like a, it's a, an application website just meant to show people what the app does. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I have this quick section of the show where I like to ask some questions. And uh, so if you're seated comfortably, you look like you are (laughs) in your gaming chair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can ask you some questions about yourself and maybe we'll find a little bit more about you. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself too. Okay. So my first question is, what is your motto? What's what's the reason people come to Daniela for? What's the reason people come to me? Um, (laughs) That's a good one. I don't know, like, maybe people come to me, I always make good on my promise, I guess, maybe it would be uh, one of the things. You know, if I, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to make sure I do that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, I don't know, if you meet someone and they you know, ask you about some restaurants, I don't know, and they're like, oh, I'll send you the list and then never do. Uh, you know, I'll be the All one right. who's actually going to send you that list. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably one of the things. Cool. All right. Who are your favorite writers? Writers. Um, and it can be any kind of writing. It doesn't have to be, it can be like blog posts. It can be books. It can be TV shows. Uh, I know a lot of good writers, technical writers. I'm, I'm not really, I, I'm tr- 
I've been trying to read more like uh, fiction, but I just can digest and do it instead of just watch Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> easier. Um, well, would... What's your favorite Netflix shows? Then let's let's do it that way. Okay, that's that's easier. <laughs> uh, Netflix show. Um, how about a, a favorite show that's not on Netflix of all time? That okay, would be yeah, much yeah. easier. Sure. Yeah, so I absolutely love uh, Stargate series. I don't know oh, if you cool. heard about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Know it quite well. I, I love Stargate HG1, Atlantis. Uh, those are my favorite ones. And I watched them all four times already. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I, I remember watching the original movie when it first came out. And then I didn't really get into the TV show, the first one. Uh, but there was one called Universe, I think. Stargate Universe. Yeah, it was only on for two one. years. Or... <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. I like that one. That was oh, good. Okay, one. yeah, good I didn't. One. I don't know. They introduced a lot of drama. <laughs> oh yeah, they had a. There was a Canadian actor who was like the captain of the ship, and and I'd seen him on a Canadian show. So, so I, I like that one. What's the best sandwich? Okay, that I can answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, best sandwich is the one that I make. <laughs> okay, correct answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of them don't have enough of something. I don't know, and I just make them exactly how I want them. <laughs> So what what's what's on a good sandwich that you make? What Daniela makes? A good sandwich uh, would be like a, I don't know a white bread baguette. Uh, let's say um, then it would have some mozzarella cheese. Um, mm-hmm. It would have some pickles, some tomatoes, uh, a little bit of mayo, um, a lot of ham, uh, different types of ham, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's that's very much it. But it would be very juicy. <laughs> Cool. All right. What's the scariest animal? Snakes. Snakes? Oh, I'm, I'm horribly afraid <laughs> of snakes. Okay, yeah. I just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in, the other day, and he doesn't like snakes either. <laughs> um, apples or oranges? Oranges. Why? I would always reach out for oranges more than apples. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I like I like the taste more. Okay. How about this one? What number am I thinking of? Seven. Nope. You're close. <laughs> We're close. You got you got part of it. Seventeen. <laughs> um, do you have a dream that you can remember? I do. What is it? Well, or if you can share. Yeah, it. <laughs> of course. So the first dream that came to my mind is oh, it's probably it's it's actually a nightmare. <laughs> but okay. um, when I was when I was a teenager, uh, my sister used to scare me when I would come home from school. Uh, she would hide behind the doors and just jump at me, <laughs> and that was always mm-hmm. scared me. And she'd done that probably like a few times. And then one night, I just dreamed that I came back uh, from school home and that no one was was at home, and I felt like something was wrong, like horrible. Uh, it didn't feel right. Uh, she, she scared me so much that I actually had a nightmare. So, <laughs> mm, cool. Now you just dream about fighting with Xcode, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And UI kids constraints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Auto layout, layout, yeah. What uh, What's the most used app on your phone? Most used app. I have to check that. I would probably say Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go into screen time yeah, and check. Let me see. Let's see what I was right. I think you have to go twenty four hours to or a week or something like that, rather than just today. Let's say a week. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Definitely. And what's the next one? Next one. Are you you're using Mastodon too? I see you there. Too yeah, as well, I right? am, but uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, Twitter and everything that's been happening, um, horrible. Mm-hmm. But I just find it quite hard to stay active on both platforms. Um, I don't really like that, uh, so I just pretty much lurk on Twitter a lot. 
Um, <laughs> you lurk, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my second use is actually male. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, hmm. and then third is music. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to find my screen. Where's screen time on this thing? So I'd say if you go... Oh, yeah. there it is there, yeah. Settings. Let's see. Messages. Wow. Well, wow. that's today, <laughs> yes, because we're... But the, today we're trying to get tickets for a concert, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, my, my iPad went to sleep. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, or Babylon 5. Or I think we have a new one now. What's your favorite sci-fi? Hmm. You already told me. <laughs> yeah, Stargate, but I would go with Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek? Yeah. Any reason why? I don't know. I really like it. Uh, Star Wars is okay. Um I don't know. I think Star Trek is the best one. So which Star Trek are you are you thinking? Are you Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Lower Decks? I would... You know, Discovery. I would like Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Deep Space Nine? Yeah. That's your jam? Yeah. I cool. love a Garrick character. I think he's awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, which living person do you admire the most? <laughs> this is probably going to be... Uh, Oh, I'll go with my mom. <laughs> Your mom? Yeah, I'll go with my mom. Yeah. She's been through a lot. Uh, I mean, my my parents pretty much have been through a lot. Uh, I was born during war and uh, back. Oh, when, really? Oh, right. When yeah, Yugoslavia yeah. was uh, in Croatia, uh, they went through a lot. They went through hell, you know, to raise me and my 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 sister. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for for her. <laughs> cool. No, it's good good reason. Um, have you ever asked anyone for their autograph? No. <laughs> really? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, All right. I, honestly, I don't really see the point of people asking me for a graph. I don't know. It's just another person. <laughs> okay. Um, other than somebody in Star Trek or Stargate, who is your favorite hero of fiction? My favorite hero? Well, can't use anyone from Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go with Batman. Is that valid? Batman? Yeah. <laughs> So which Batman, though? I think, you know, we need to Oof. know which one. I don't know. I guess just a Batman's a character. Okay. All right. We'll go with, we'll go with, yeah. We'll, we'll generically Batman. Okay. Yeah. We won't, we won't nail you, won't nail down any one particular one. Cool. What is your most treasured possession? Most treasured possession? Um, I mean, your house is burning down. You have to run out of the house. What's the one thing you take with you? My husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's good. I'm curious. He'll be glad to hear that. <laughs> um, what would I take with me? Uh, probably going to say my phone or my, my MacBook, I guess. Every, yeah. my, pretty much my whole world is inside. Uh, everything. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have anything. Anything better better than that. Nothing better? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And that's pretty much if I'm um, sitting here, that's just going to be, I'll grab this and get out of the door. What do you consider your greatest achievement so far? Um, my greatest achievement? I would say maybe moving from Croatia to Canada. Um, it was <laughs> it was quite an adventure. Uh, it wasn't easy Did at all. Did you do it by yourself or with family? With, or? with my husband, uh, the, the two of okay. us. Uh, he moved here about six months before me. I was still in university. Um, hmm. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all, but I think we're, we're both happy that we did it, and I'm really proud, proud well, of that. you chose the right country, for sure. <laughs> we could actually choose between Toronto, Chicago, uh, and New Orleans, and I think London, UK. Yeah, but we chose Toronto. <laughs> Those are good good cities, too. Okay, you have to listen to one song for the rest of your life. What is it? One song for the rest of my life. Um, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. The happy song. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Cool. Well, that's, I think that's it for another week. So, uh, so tell me, Daniela, if people want to get in touch with you, where would they find you? Uh, Twitter, <laughs> probably the most. Uh, you can message me there. And um, mm -hmm. on my website, uh, danielaversion.com, uh, there's my contact uh, info there, my, my links to my profiles. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me these days. And you're going to be speaking at a conference soon. Yes, and I'll be speaking uh, in August. That's with uh, Tio in Toronto. Really exciting to be speaking uh, in Toronto <laughs> in, in, uh, mm -hmm. at home. So that's going to be exciting. And you can also catch me there. Yeah, so do come to SwiftTO. Cool. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I'll be there. Um, cool. Well, my name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine and the Mastodon machine. I'm still waiting for that blue sky invite. So anybody hit me up. I'm ready for it. Uh, so until next time, we'll say bye-bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. There you can find a summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the apps, code, and news that we mentioned on the show. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. Please leave a comment on the website, and if you can, please write a review on iTunes. And please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher. All of these things help others find out about the show. We really appreciate your help with spreading the word. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. So use the hashtag AskMTJC. Once again, the podcast Twitter account is at MTJC underscore podcast. Please consider supporting the show by pledging any amount on patreon.com slash MTJC. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. It's uh, nice cool. to finally finally meet you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've been we've been chatting back and forth online and liking and repo reposting each other's posts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'm really I'm I gotta say like uh, you know um, most of the people at Ray Wonder like when I when I meet them or I meet them on the, the team I know they're there they've they've gone through a couple of hurdles to get there but yeah I was surprised when I was just doing research today to find that you were one of the boot camp people. Yeah, so I was also cool. the mentor on the on the first bootcamp that they uh, had last year, and I'm gonna be mm -hmm. a lead mentor this year actually. Nice. Uh, yeah, I applied and they accepted me, so I'm super excited for that. So, do you have any idea what a lead mentor does? Like, how much how much time commitment is there involved in mentoring other like a bootcamp? Oh, it's much more than they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the biggest part probably is grading homework. Um, mm -hmm. Because, uh, well, last last bootcamp uh, when I mentored, I had, I, I think my group had the most students. Uh, I had about thirteen students, and I had mm -hmm. to grade their homework from Monday. Like you to were Thursday. mentoring those thirteen? Yeah, I had, you were... yeah, yeah. Those were like all my students. So each mentor had about ten, ten maximum fifteen students, uh, but I had thirteen. Um, it was quite a lot, and then I had to grade thirteen homework all by myself. And I only had about three days. And, you know, that's all included with, with work. So I pretty much do it outside of work. It's, I was spending six, seven hours probably uh, on average, I would say, just grading homework. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's the, the, the lot of a teacher too, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I'm curious. So, uh, 
And uh, so, yeah, so what do you think about Vision Pro? We didn't really talk about that much. What do you think about the <laughs> yeah, future of spatial computing? Yeah, I didn't mention it on purpose. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure what to think about it. It sounds very interesting, like, uh, from a development perspective, like, to build app for it. But I, honestly, I don't see it. I don't see myself using it. Like, why would mm-hmm. I want to put it on my head? Uh, I can see some cool things, like maybe watching movies uh, or, like, I don't know, watching scenery or something, but just, I don't know. Yeah. Talking to people well, with think, it or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, for me, I don't think, I like, I, I was talking to Daniel Steinberg about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I'm in the demographic for that tool, but, I mean, I am I am very interested in the execution like that they've that they've come up with because yeah. before Apple showed it to me, I had no idea what would I do with a VR headset. But I could see myself owning one. I don't know if I want to build apps for it though. I mean, it, it was different with the iPhone. I mean, I had an iPhone initially, and I think I might even try, thought about for five minutes writing apps for BlackBerry because you could also write for Palm Pilot before that too, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until I actually got a, an iPhone that I really started thinking about writing for it. And now, you know, this is my life, right? And this is your life, you know? Um, I don't think that, um, I mean, the iPhone had an advantage in that it was a phone, right? Everybody had a cell phone back then. Everybody knew what the internet was. I mean, most people knew what the internet <laughs> was. I mean, my mom didn't know what the internet yeah. was at that point, but, um, so it, it made sense and people had iPods. So from that point of view it was it had already some utility whereas the i think the the killer app for vision pro doesn't exist yet right True. other than like you like being immersive you know i kind of would i kind of wonder what it'd be like when when you've got it on if you can walk around your house and not trip on the furniture and things like that right yeah that, that's <laughs> you know, what interests me you, as well <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the battery life, I read Marcus Brownlee's uh, review, apparently it's two hours on the battery. That's not going to be great for a lot of people, right? So, yeah, that's not, that's not uh, good. Yeah, well, we talked about it on, on More Than Just Code uh, last episode, and um, yeah, Mark, Mark was saying he doesn't think that this is for the average person. Like, it's not, it's more for the power user kind of, you know, everybody that has to have the shiny Apple thing, right? Yeah. You know? I really cool. I really see the point of it, like, uh, when what they showed in, I think it was, I don't know if it was Keynote or State of the Union, something, uh, when they, like, they were showing parts of, like, a, of a human heart, you know, that mm. that's really cool, like, yeah. for students to, to see that and visualize that and things like that. I think that's a pretty cool use case, but it's very niche, very specific. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it's. I think it's uh, like. Yeah, I, th- I think until you actually put one on, you're really not going to know Probably. what what the capability. Like, my granddaughter plays uh, Tetris on her PlayStation VR, right? And um, you know, I like Tetris is like a 2D blocks falling game. Like, I mean, she's amazing. Like, you can't you can't compete with her on Tetris. You <laughs> just you know, yeah, you you lose every time. But um, but yeah, like, what's the point of it like so i can look around the blocks or i I don't you know but i mean it's the same it's it is a vr experience like you're in a virtual world right so i love 3d i mean like i have a 3d printer here i've done you know 3d portraits of myself and you know um i've been dealing with 3d for a long long time but i've never really found a use case for it beyond it looks cool on the computer screen or it looks great in a movie theater or yeah. you know imax you put on the big glasses and you go and experience spider-man you know in 3d and you get the sort of you know 3d effects right but um so until we actually get it on our heads i don't think we really really know what it's going to be and i don't think that in the same way that like i don't know if you remember when the watch came out 
Nobody yeah. knew what the watch was going to be good for. Now the watch is like, I mean, I, I have a, I have the ultra, the ultra watch and I got it because of the workouts, you know, yeah. 10 years ago when, or whenever along the watch came out, I go, yeah, we're on watch OS 10. So it must be 10 years. But when that first came out, I mean, I got a watch cause we all wanted to write apps for it, but I was never a fan. It was not a great piece, the 1.0. Right. And, um, my life, I wasn't in a position where workouts meant that much to me when I was 10 years ago, but it does now, you know, because I'm older, I need to take care of my heart and my body and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's not the same, like, you know, so so the watch purpose, it's notifications and it's workouts. I mean, yeah, that's um, <laughs> who knew, you know, like, I don't, I mean, maybe I time some cooking on it or listen. I, don't, I mean, I might control my podcast with it or things like that but like i use my phone for that right yeah. so it, 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 it those little things it just said i don't know when i'm cooking i use timers if i'm listening to music uh, i can stop the music and play the music on my watch yeah i can tap uh to pay and just you know do i really really need it probably not uh, but i yeah, also tap to pay for yeah sure. i also use on what like used to uh, wearing watches and this is just pretty much replacing a physical watch but I don't know. I like my watch. It's funny. It's funny. Um, you know, before uh, cell phones and before, you know, I used to have a phone that I, I worked in an office where I was the IT manager and I had a, a phone that went on my hip. It was it was kind of like a cellular phone, but it wasn't cellular. And it just basically meant that people could get a hold of me all the time. And, and I just spent my whole day looking at my watch. You know, is it time to go home? Is it time to go home? Is it time for lunch? Is it time to go home? You know, and I just, after a while, it just driving me crazy. I stopped wearing a watch. I didn't <laughs> wear a watch for probably 20 years, right? And then because I have, you know, when the cell phones came along, I have a clock on my phone and my computer has a clock. So I didn't never needed to worry about what time it was, you know, yeah. and that's all pretty much a watch was for with the date and the time, right? <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't until Apple Watch came out that I actually got a watch, right? So yeah, so but like, yeah, the I mean, like, imagine this, okay, so you're cooking dinner, and you've got your Vision Pro headset on, you know, and you hold up the sugar and it says, oh, you've got a quarter cup of sugar. Maybe <laughs> magically it can, you know, measure the sugar. Oh, you've put too much sugar in. Or maybe yeah. Julia Child is in your in your ear telling you how to cook the, field, the, the meal or whatever. Like, we don't know. I mean, that could be uh, a use case, right? Yeah. So I would love to try Vision Pro uh, and then it can change my mind. I'm open to that, <laughs> but I'll have yeah. to try it first. Well, the two people I know that I respect are Paul, are Paul Hudson and, and Marcus Brownlee. They both tried it. Yeah, Paul was they... talking about it on Try Swift Dub Dub on Friday. Oh, yeah? His experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, he described it like it, it's amazing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he did say, whatever you imagine it is, it's better than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so was it Dub Dub Tri Swift? Was what's that? Was that or it? It was like a mini conference that lasted about two hours. Uh, tri Swift yeah. Dub Dub. You know those Tri Swift oh, okay. workshops? Uh, yeah. 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 Every year yeah. on Friday, they do like um, um, invite a lot of people from community to give like a five to ten short minute talk on something new that Apple announced. Like a lightning talk, yeah. 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 It, was, it was my first time attending and speaking, so it was uh, pretty cool. Oh, was it like in person or on Zoom or? On, on Zoom, yeah, it was online. Okay, cool. Did you go to, you didn't go to WWDC? No, I didn't go this year. Uh, no? Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, vacation days. I just started working in a new company. And next right. week I'm actually off for two weeks. My mom and dad are coming to Canada for the first time. Nice. Oh, I'm super excited yeah. for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. 
Well, it's been great talking to you, and, yeah, and maybe same. we'll have to meet in real real life, you know? Definitely, in August, well, right? we'll, maybe, we'll, <laughs> Yeah, well, in August we'll for sure meet, for sure, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm downtown, I live down in, I live in Riverdale, so if you're ever down this way, maybe give me a shout, we'll go for a coffee or something. Yeah, it would be nice. And you know? there aren't many iOS meetups uh, happening. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, the people, the, the um, people that run um, SwiftTO, we used to have a group called NS Coders. And then we have the taco group. I think I told you yeah, about taco, taco yeah. but but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be planning anything soon. We, I mean, we offered to host at Spot Hero Toronto office. We offered to host uh, a meetup, and I know Terry has offered to host one at, at DoorDash as well. So we just wait, wait and see. Maybe we'll just get back on the taco slack and convince them to do one. So <laughs> yeah, it would be good to see everybody. Yeah, maybe we all meet at Swift Toronto and then you know talk about it and something happens. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe do we have to wait till August? So that's the question, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. But well, thanks for coming on the show, and I'll see you in August. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.